0: Well, this episode, you know, I think it's going to be the, uh, the last episode we do this year, at least that I know of. You know, we'll see if, 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 if it's not. Uh, and we come across one uh, that is scheduled that I don't show up for. Uh, I didn't know about it. So that I, I hope this is it. So I thought we would do the, the classic thing uh, in, in a format that I, think, that I think will be more palatable for us to do it. And that is we'll do not only some predictions for next year. And just in case you're listening to this in the future, 2023 next year. Uh, I'll, I'll let the listener do an exercise to figure out what year this is. Uh, and, and not only that, like I have to do these prediction thing, have to, I am asked to participate in prediction stuff frequently. Uh, but I thought what we could also do is the, our hopes and dreams. Cause the prediction is sort of like, you know what the real prediction for next year always is, is probably pretty much the same thing that happened last year. That's, uh, that's, that's the kind of, that's, I've tried to get away with that over the years sometimes. And, uh. People don't like that, but it is fun to say what your hopes and dreams are. So I thought we would come to that. And so we have, of course, uh, the three of us are here, Kote, Ed, and Ben, and I thought I would invite our friend, ChatGPT, to also give some of its predictions. Uh, so I've asked it, I, I'll, I'll we'll, we'll do it last, uh, since it's not human and it can't be insulted. But the prompt that I had for it is, can you write a 2023 predictions piece it should be predictions for CIOs at large organizations, paying attention to what's happening with cloud, low code, and security. So we'll get to what Chat GPT thought uh, for a while. I fed it a little more things uh, to kind of uh, prime its pump, as as it were. But I'll I'll start off since I sort of um, uh, gave this to you two uh, about a few minutes ago. So now you can think of something.
1: Yeah. Oh no. <laughs> I <laughs> No, hopes, no, dreams. no
0: dreams, only. <laughs> so here, here is it's it, you know uh, my my sort of easy projection uh, of of predictions, and and it's a little bit of hopes and dreams. We'll do hopes and dreams in the second round. Is is I think that there will be much evolution of the platform engineering idea because I think I think you know to go over it slightly. I think it more or less well. You know, it was kicked off long ago when when Spotify. Several years ago, released uh, its backstage thing, and and started developing this notion of an internal developer platform, which is really just to put it in a brief snarky way, uh, an evolution of the Atlassian portfolio with a few more things. But it does seem like Prime to kind of like uh, replace that. I don't know if that's good or bad, but that's that's a that's a question I was asking. Uh, you know, one of my analyst friends who covers software development, Bola, in a Twitter thing is like maybe I wasn't this direct, but I was like, shouldn't Atlassian be doing this? So I don't know, we'll find out, but I think just, you know, as far as like an internal portal or collaboration thing for developers, it's really evolved into sort of like, here's like a framework (coughs) or a platform, if you will, for building, like, uh, this is not the right thing. So this is the other thing is we need language for this, but the single pane of glass, that developers would use for existing in their inner developer community, right? In other words, the internet that developers use, but behind their own firewall. And there's all sorts of stuff going on there. Plus, you bring in all of the stuff of actually running the platform, uh, which I'm still not quite sure if that's part of platform engineering as we know it nowadays, or if that's what the site reliability engineering people do. We've got to sort that out, right? Because I feel like I should go back and talk to the people in our community who have been doing this, <clears throat> excuse me for a while, and see if they have time to actually run and troubleshoot the platform while they're treating their developers as customers and building their stuff. I kind of suspect that's a lot to ask for one team. But we'll see. Of course, unless they're using uh, Cloud Foundry available in the Tanzu application service, in which case uh, <laughs> they can eliminate the need to run a lot of their stuff. Hopefully, uh, that will be the case with the Tanzu application platform as well, especially now. That there is a cloud foundry like interface on top of it but whatever we'll see we'll see how that evolves uh but yeah i think there's enough interest in platform engineering now and i think people are over the hump of like getting kubernetes up and running that like hopefully finally will coast back into the uh the developer uh sort of layer of the stack and see how that goes so you know i think i think the way to test this out will be if well, one that idea is used more. But uh, whenever the next round of talking about platform engineering comes, whether it's the uh, the, the the conference that Humanitech puts on, or just kind of DevOps days or in conferences, there should be a lot more talks from like big end users about what they've been doing there. So that's that's my one prediction. How about uh, how about Ed?
1: I was just say, so I can paraphrase your prediction, Kenneth. It's not the same as last year. We are indeed mm. going back to 2000 ish. So we need a developer intranet, and developers and ops are going to go back to being developers and ops. Am I right, though? We're sort of undoing everything, right? We put stuff yeah. in, and now we're like, you know what? We do need operations teams as operations teams, whatever we call them. And so, yes, there, but it can that, do more than the web one did.
0: That would be a great panel. Maybe we should, uh, you know, I I people don't like the word webinar but what are you going to do? That that maybe I should propose like a a webinar panel. We can bring maybe some some not outsiders. Whatever maybe it could only be VMware people and we'll say like so is devops going to be separate or we should say sh- we should say practically speaking are devops as we know it actually separate and you know, like that would be the whole prompt, right? Because of course you've got to have like 30 minutes of setting up context and nuance and it depends and all of that, which we can maybe just edit out of, of the, the recording. Cause that stuff's always boring, but it is, uh, I think that is a question that largely has been unresolved. There was that time y'all must remember when would this have been maybe even five or four years ago when Gartner came out with its bimodal it thing and the DevOps people just freaked out, uh, like that was the last time I think this, we were allowed to ponder this question, but then the DevOps people came in and just like carpet bombed that whole notion and you're not really allowed to think about it anymore, uh, which is unfortunate. But yeah, I think uh, good summary. Now, what do you think, of, what's your prediction for 2023 Ed?
1: Which I've had to think of fly, So I, I don't have any great predictions. Other than I get, let's go with, it will be the year of edge. I'm actually not convinced it will be in a way, but you know. Oh, that's least. good sneaking ever nearer we it's a bit like you know the year of the desktop isn't it or the year of linux or whatever it's going to be sort of thing linux on the desktop edge has been talked about for what probably six seven years at least as that was going to be the inflection away from centralized clouds hyperscalers having everything on cloud actually edge meant it was going to go back towards some on-prem some more (laughs) distributed cloud and now there's cloud all these different things but I haven't seen a huge amount of it in a way. Lots of people had edge and then it kind of went away. Then people have tried to get their taxonomies of what edge is, thin edge, thick edge, all these different bits. And you are starting to see sort of more products, especially in the Kubernetes area, you know, lightweight versions of Kubernetes things. But it still doesn't feel like it's gone as sort of mainstream as everyone said it would. Maybe that's just me, right? I'm I'm sitting in a vendor. I'm not out there in factories and retail. I know it's all Mm. there but I still just haven't quite seen it as the big thing it was meant to be. I wonder if i be talking about it five years from now.
0: I, I like that because I think, you, you know, using my, my funny thing of what's going to happen next year is, is more of what happened this year. Like, I feel like, I feel like this past year and, and you probably read about it more than I do, but I finally have figured out that edge isn't just some goofy marketing thing. And, and, and to personify it, I think that edge has figured that out, right? Like, my my sense is that there was a long time where Edge was like part of the like 5G PR initiative, mm-hmm. right? And and like and then maybe like cars or something. But then I think what happened is is there's an old category that we when I was at Dell, we would delightfully call robo, which was remote office branch office. And and I think maybe that's been pulled into edge. And then and then you know we have a few use cases like i think um well i don't know if it's named or not even though it's a named customer of ours so i won't name them but there are certain as they say logistics companies that use edge stuff in warehouses right and so like i i think i think there is an appreciation of, of edge like i think kelsey hightower had a tweet that like you know edge just is a new word for private cloud or whatever but I, I think maybe what it means is like small, not public cloud, cloud. <laughs> like, which is fine, right? Like it's totally cool. Like, and and I think I think the how I came to accept this category of edge of not being just some goofy thing is that like there is a category of like a small data center, whether it's in a car or like a office. That is something, right? Like that, that. That and 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 if you run it in a cloud native style, it's different than just older systems. That I, it's probably worth thinking of that as a category because it probably has its own unique needs and constraints, and therefore, pardon another marketing term, solutions that it requires. That's my recap of your prediction.
1: There we go. That's fair enough. So more of it, and still no clear. Is it the year of Edge or not? No,
0: year of a bit more of it. <laughs> yeah, Edge reach escape velocity. Edge escape jumps over the edge. Yes. now that you don't want to jump over the edge because that implies you fall down. Uh, I don't know. How, how about yourself, Ben? What's a prediction for next year?
2: I I uh, I want to riff on on what you were talking about. Really, I think consolidation is my uh, prediction, and what I'm hoping will get consolidated is are um, various aspects of things that have gone before. So we had, we had the whole platform as a product thing. And I think the consolidation that I'm hopeful about is that developers, security and ops do kind of coalesce around a common sort of platform, a common way of doing things. That's why I'm, that's why I'm so invested in the, in the Tanzu application platform, because I really mm. believe in that vision. And um, I, I think that we're starting to see this sort of the, the roots of that in, in in more discussion of platform engineering. So, you know, having developers being able to use a single pane of glass based around backstage, which everybody seems to um, really like. I really like it. I'm looking forward to learning more about it. Um, also having, uh, you know, supply chains in the mix. I think that's really useful as well. Um, you know, so we can try and cut back on some of the sprawl that we've seen around things like build pipelines, but also add in there the extra stuff that is required around uh, security as well. So so sort of having DevSecOps, but as part of platform engineering and, and where it's consolidated and, and unified around a, a vision of the world that helps folks to just get stuff done more easily. So I'm really looking forward to that, and I think... Um, next year will be the uh, will be a really um, good year for that sort of stuff. I think it will be uh, it will hopefully accelerate um, and and we'll we'll pick up some pace and we'll we'll also uh, pick up some folks who uh, who share that vision as well.
0: Mm, I I like that that like I think there's a common thread in 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 our three things if I can try to common thread it if that's a verb, and that is like boy. Can we stop the analysis and just build the stack, (laughs) right? Like in, in the sense of like, there's all these different components or definition of what edge is. And like, it'd be nice to, uh, try to hop over to use the diffusion of innovation, you know, Gartner hype cycle thing. Like let's, uh, let's use the, the upward, you know, ramp to just get to that plateau of productivity and just start working on stuff rather than uh, spending all this time sorting out what, uh, what works and doesn't work and you know i i had to i had to say ben as maybe your, uh uh it's not our fiscal year isn't over yet but calendar year 2022 uh performance review I, th- I think you've been doing a great job ben like just finding all these little parts of our stack and big parts and making uh educational videos about them i think it's it's nice like the uh the backstage one recently was was impressive i i can tell you spent a lot of time on that because like me it didn't take you two hours to explain like, uh, you know, 10 different things and demo it. It, it was well thought <laughs> out.
2: That's, 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 and the reality was that there weren't many hours spent on that because I was filling for someone else. <laughs> uh-huh.
0: <laughs> that's the so, best way to do it then. So, so I, I got sort time. of,
2: yeah. yeah, it was a very deep end sort of thing. But I am, I have only scratched the surface there and I am really looking forward to uh, to going deeper. Just before we, we started talking on this show, I was working on the um, I was working with someone else on a script that uh, of some videos that they're going to produce around uh, backstage. And, and there's so much de- there's so much more to say about it. I, I only scratched the surface in that in that last uh, video. So I'm looking forward to doing more of that for sure.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm 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 you know, I'm, I've learned over the last 20 odd years, I should never promise anything that I'm going to do in the future. Uh, that's that's always terrible. But like, I, I think it'll be good to get some more uh, backstage talk on on this, because I think it is like, you know, a, a good platform for building stuff out. Or, you know what? I don't even know if it's technically good. I'll have to take people's words, but it seems to be what people want to do, <laughs> which which is as as someone who only makes slides, that's what I care about. Uh, so that's that's we have that. All right. So as promised, let's check in with our friend ChatGPT and see what their prediction uh, for the years. Now. Part of the prompting that I did, as I said, you know, it, it could use some uh, forecasting from Forrester and Gartner about things. And as as is a good disclaimer with all chat GPT things, I did not actually go fact check any facts that it's included. So it could have totally made this up. <clears throat> but, you know, maybe maybe, uh, you know, you probably have a sense for this stuff, Ed. Maybe you can do some casual fact checking. Now, it is prediction piece, it wrote, you know, that obligatory first paragraph of just nonsense, which is good. Good job for it. But let's let's go to it. <clears throat> I, I like its little style here. Uh, first, let's talk about the cloud. According to recent forecasts from Gartner and Forrester, the global cloud market is set to continue its rapid growth with spending on cloud services in, expected to exceed $500 billion by 2023. Again, I don't know if that's true or not. This growth is driven by a number of factors, including the increasing popularity of cloud-based collaboration and productivity tools, the rise of remote work, and growing demand for cloud-based data and Linux and machine learning. I still don't know what it's predicting. CEOs at large organizations must be prepared for this continual growth in cloud and must consider how they can take advantage of it to improve their own operations. Additionally, they must consider investing in cloud-based data, Linux, data analytics, and machine learning. So it really hasn't made a prediction. It's just saying what you should do. And I must say, however, the accuracy of this prediction, I think according to our rule is probably 100%, because this is basically what you should have done last year as well, so. (laughs) I, I think I think this is. Uh, I used to write essays like this in in high school, and I would get a solid B plus because it, the the notes from the teacher would say very well reasoned, but this was not what I asked you to do. Uh, so <laughs> we'll get we'll give this prediction a, a, a B plus. All right. Well, so the next round is the old uh, the old hopes and dreams, which I have learned uh, when you write a predictions piece. Uh, this is what you actually need to kind of weasel your way into writing, because no one wants to predict stuff. You just want to tell people what your hopes and dreams are. And uh, I think, I think, I think my hopes and dreams for our space is—I mean, I, I've already alluded to a little bit, but I think it would be great. And I—I I mean, I'm kind—I'm of, coasting off what you were saying here a little bit, Ben. But I think it would be great if we started to standardize a lot of the stuff in the stack, right? And like, and and what we've seen, I believe, is that all the container-based stuff and the infrastructure layer for people who care about applications development, I mean, I don't think there was a vote or anything taken, but like everyone's basically like, yeah, we're gonna use Kubernetes for that. And even, even if it's not the case, like, I mean, last I checked, I think estimates about the total number of workloads that are running on Kubernetes is something like, I don't know, 10 or 15%. I guess it depends how you count it. If you're counting like sheer processes, it might look different than if you count applications, who knows. But for example, I saw a, um, an estimate from IDC that there's like 500 million legacy applications running in the world. So I assume there's at least 500 million applications that are not running in Kubernetes. I don't know. My point being that it seems like people have agreed that Kubernetes is the way of the future. However, I don't think there's much consolidation about what the overall platform looks like nor even what the language that we use is. So, it'd be great if there was further just like, oh, we're just going to use this way of doing stuff instead of kind of like debating a bunch of different uh things for it. You know, even having the language of what we would call application lifecycle management or the software delivery lifecycle whatever all those tools are. I mean, I really hope it's not gonna be internal developer portal because not only does that sound horrendously boring, but it has the word <laughs> portal in it, uh, which is just like, I don't know. I've made this joke before, but I, I think if people, whoever is using the word portal clearly didn't live through Java enterprise stuff in the 2000s uh, because you, you would never use the word portal again after that. Uh, it just, you know. I don't even like to say it.
2: Or maybe maybe the video game is
0: though, Kote, you know, portal,
2: yeah. amazing video game, right? <clears throat> oh, oh,
0: okay, okay. I, I guess I guess maybe since the days of J2EE, there has been a a a deep cultural acceptance of sci-fi, time travel, and fantasy nerd culture. It's it's gone mainstream. And so maybe the word portal now has very positive associations to it because it's like a portal into fun and enjoyment and even culture. And so uh I'm I'm just the old here.
1: No, it's just the game. That was the only
0: good tip. <laughs>
2: <laughs> yeah, Doctor Strange would be hella boring without portals, right?
0: Mm, that's true. And that that you know, I I think I think that uh, that Spider-Man movie with, with the the time travel and the dimensions, that was pretty good. Oh, yeah, and that involved a lot
1: of portals. So portals are good, just not in the actual IT world. Yeah.
0: Yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, how about yourself, Ed? What's your hopes and dreams for for calendar year 2023?
1: Funnily enough, I was thinking along very similar lines because I was going to say, I just want to be able to push a button and have everything work. You know, I'm kind of fed up in a way of I do bits of hands-on work and it's like, I've got to configure this, sort that, install this, install and there's just tons and tons of it. And occasionally, especially when you want to get your marketing and your slides done, right, which I always do as well. Like, this is just a chore. This is a pain. And there's eight different versions of that I want to try out and learn. and I can't. So I was like, I just kind of want that to get simpler. But on the other side of it, actually, I would get bored if that happened. I've actually loved the last few years because there was a point when I did get very bored of IT. Mm. Um, and I mean, we're going back 20 years or something, so probably pre-VSphere and things in a way. But it was like, hey, there's another version of Windows, whatever another version of it yeah yeah. there was no excitement at all you know Um,
0: (laughs) another smooth upgrade how boring (laughs) (laughs) exactly actually you know
1: the last whatever it's been five six years more than that in a way there was suddenly a load of new stuff and the whole cloud native thing at least for me has been a really good journey of learning new technologies there's a a wealth of stuff there's always more to learn but it got me more engaged um and now it's platform engineering and there's a whole layer that goes on top so once you scratch that little itch of I need to know about kubernetes it's like a mandelbrot set there's an infinite amount to learn and my kind of geek brain likes that I like having new stuff I can go oh, all that area over there and it, you know it distracts me from my work even that kind of is work so I could spend weeks learning about backstage when actually I need to know the top 10 things and that might be it but um so yeah my hopes and dreams I suppose more of the complexity but I don't get fired for not doing the right thing.
0: That's, that's, yeah, I I like that last part. That's, that's always uh, my, that's my constant hope and dream. Always. But, you know, you know, you're reminding me of like, I don't know if it's a theory, but this thought that I have in the back of my head. And since, since, you know, in in your area, you, you uh, week to week cover closely everything that's going on in the cloud native space. And, uh, you know, you're evolving the theory I have in my head. And and this, 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 this line of thought is that it's kind of impossible to cover like the cloud native space, because you can't just like spin up your own lab to actually like compare and contrast different cloud stuff. Like if you were, it it just, it wouldn't be economically feasible to compare the different Kubernetes distros for private or edge. Like how would you even do that, right? And, And therefore it's just like the way that for example, analysts and others cover that stuff is, I mean, the first word that popped in my head was fraught, but it's really hard. Like all you can go off is like your intuition and what people have told you. Like, I I don't know, it's it's different than like testing out word processors, (laughs) right? And however, what you're saying does get me thinking that like this is an area where public cloud theoretically could be different because that's the whole point of public cloud is you can do that. Like very easily. And so it's almost, it almost makes it extremely difficult to compare public cloud to like private cloud cloud native stuff. Because a lot of the times if you're like, I got to write this report, it's got to be out in like, three days or a week. And uh, it's going to take me that long. I mean, like, and that means that I need to basically test the stuff out in a day, because then I got to think about how to write the stuff up, then I need several rounds of edits, then it's got to go into like, frame maker to do the formatting and then I got to do the final proofing and so like I basically have a day to test this stuff out and you can't do that (laughs) so it's um I don't know difficult
1: I mean you know AWS probably have 120 releases a day it's just infeasible to keep up with one let alone three six ten hundred different companies releasing things different projects which is great right that's what keeps my brain going um but it's getting very hard to do. It's sort of a very noisy environment compared to previously. You kind of just knew it's three main options and the rest are irrelevant. That's right. Yeah.
0: So, so, uh, so Ben, when you uh, in, when you're not experiencing a smooth upgrade, uh, what uh, what are your hopes and dreams for the for the coming year? <laughs>
2: uh, I I really hope this is the year of the Linux desktop. Oh! <laughs> <laughs> specifically gnome desktop
0: I'm oh going wow Go, going deep
2: i'm going deep so i've been using uh linux gnome for a long time now it must be like nearly two years or so so i've so I've done the trifecta i've done the windows i've done mac os and now i'm on linux uh gnome, gnome desktop uh with fedora thank, uh, hat tip to our friends with the red hats uh for uh, for creating that. And, and I love it, right? And the reason I love it is because I think every developer should experience it. And the reason I say that is because yeah. the GNOME desktop is so productive, it's ridiculous. It's much more productive than Mac desktop. It's much more productive than Windows desktop. And you get access to all the tools that are already running 99% of the cloud. So, mm-hmm. why you would come out of that ecosystem for the sake of a desktop baffles me. You might as well give it a try. So, if you haven't tried it, please go and try it. Give it a try next year. Make it your New Year's resolution to give GNOME Desktop a try because uh, it's very, very, very productive. And I think as we care about developer productivity, we should also care about which desktop environment they're using and not having to jump through as many hoops to uh, to do their work so mm. try it i think you'll like it
0: that's that's a good one i like that you know what the, i think about this every now and then i used to use i don't remember which windowing manager but some x windows thing way way back when and the, the 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 number one thing at least that i remember that i miss is is you could set up the exact layout like pixel perfect of all your windows and like save that and then basically like you know every time you would you would start again it would just like open up all your windows exactly where you wanted them and i don't know maybe there's a way to do that on on the mac but like it's definitely not built into the system as as far as i could tell let alone like some text file i could just move around and putter with but yeah that was uh, was good stuff
2: if you want to revisit those heady days, Kote, then you could try, uh, I think there's a Fedora spin with the i3 window managing desktop in there. So there's no regular desktops, just i3 window manager, and you mm-hmm. get exactly, I think, what you're describing. So, mm-hmm. yeah, you could relive those heady days. Uh. Uh, <laughs> for me, that would probably mean going back to when I had hair. I'm not sure I want to do that. Uh, yeah, a, a, di-
0: a different type of heady day. <laughs> yeah.
2: Yeah. Hair was a faff. I seem to remember paying people to cut it. I seem to remember <laughs> having to style it into various different shapes, uh, you know, uh, usually laboring under the uh, uh, you know idea that somehow it made me more attractive. Uh, I don't think that was ultimately true, but <laughs> so, yeah. I think, uh yeah, you could definitely go and revisit those heady days if you wanted to do, but i I love gnome desktop, and i I think folks should try it. I really do I think
0: it's well, I don't mean this to be an ad, but it's just because I was catching up with, with my old friend Barton George yesterday, but have you ever checked out the the Dell developer laptop that like ships with yes. uh with the Boon what What do you think of that? Yeah,
2: I think that's brilliant, and it, and Dell are not the only ones who do that now. You can buy uh, laptops that way from HP and Lenovo as well. So they will come ready shipped with some sort of flavor of uh, of Linux on there. Usually Ubuntu. Uh, Twenty two Ubuntu uses GNOME desktop, so ah uh, okay, you'll, good. You'll, you'll get exactly that experience. So yeah, yeah, I think it's brilliant. Yeah, I, I was. was funny,
0: I oh, go ahead.
2: I'll say
1: my last experience with Linux desktop, which is a, going back quite a long way. And the difference is probably I wasn't a developer. So I was tinkering and learning it and all that. Was It was the least productive thing I'd ever done. Purely because it let you tweak everything. And, you know, I remember uh, yeah, yeah. Of having to figure out your monitor stats and fine tune all the various parameters to get your screen looking right. But you could spend <laughs> weeks tailoring either the UI, swapping everything in and out. Trying to make this thing look nice or do it didn't make any difference in the end. So I just went, I'll pick one of them. out of a Mac or a Windows or whatever. Um, but that was because nah. I probably wasn't doing much with it. I was playing with it and learning it and configuring it back when Linux needed that and everything else. You just installed it and it worked. Oh, I, I think I think it's it's
0: it's it's like a lot of these these tools, like the AI stuff now, where you're like, this tool is going to make me so productive once I figure out once I stop figuring out how to be productive with it.
1: too many too many needles and bells and whistles none of which i actually needed or did anything useful with Uh, they're just good distractions
2: i think linux ties together all the threads of everything we've talked about today you know if you're going to be on edge then you might be familiar with like a raspberry pi device or something like that linux desktop right if you want to run your like raspberry pi with a linux desktop you can you can even get that shipped with the Ubuntu or Fedora as well, or just use the regular Raspbian.
0: You know, I, you're, you're solidifying something that, uh, I've had in the back of my head been, which is you are, a, you are a, a Linux fan. Like I, I, I uh, <laughs> I, in fact, let me, I think I only know, well, no, you're the only surviving Linux fan desktop Linux fan that I know. And I don't mean that in a bad way. I, uh, uh, it's, it's delightful still use uh, there's <laughs> probably some people there's probably some people on my developer relations team who actually are i just don't know of it so whereas i know about you 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 should do some videos going over uh linux desktop stuff that'd be great maybe i should
2: um, and maybe uh, for any of kote's friends who know him who are on linux desktop just drop him a line and remind. <laughs> yeah me, I'd, I'd love that <laughs> uh, who you are um, <laughs> yeah yeah so that uh, so that he can put names to faces and all that but,
0: well well you know you know maybe i should have barton on here because i actually have like a, a unexpected history in the linux desktop stuff like way back in 2010 i was one of the three people who was like running the uh, the internal innovation like thing at dell and that dell developer laptop was was the main thing that we uh, selected and funded to uh, to launch and uh, that that barton there launched with everyone else and the whole premise of it was that when I started working at Dell in 2010, like the number one thing people would tweet at me or write at me is like, oh, can you get them to finally like make a Linux desktop that I can just order? And then uh, that's what we did. It was uh, there was a fun like um, it was also a good a good uh, lesson in the idea of doing lean startup stuff, which is to say, don't presume to know what you what features you should have in your software, because we had one big feature that was actually inspired by Pivotal Labs at the time. Uh, that we spent a lot of time on that turned out to be just a total dud that we should have uh, done more incrementally, but whatever. <laughs> I'll, it, it, I, I want to I have him on here to kind of go over like, how do you do internal innovation at a big company? I think it would be a, a fun discussion for him. Well, I, I, didn't, I was scrolling through. I didn't ask our friend ChatGPT to do a hopes and dreams thing, but I remember... That I gave, I gave, uh, I gave him a prompt to do a unexpected. You know, you know when you write an essay, uh, Ed and Ben, it's one of the things they teach you in intermediate uh, rhetoric is that it's fun to put an unexpected surprise in the conclusion, something that is related to or unrelated to the topic that you went over. That's a, a little, a little delight uh, at the end. And so I always try to, not always, I frequently try to do that in my writing, and I prompted it to do something. And so here's your, your, uh, your unexpected thing at the end uh, from our friend ChatGTP, uh, which is, as an unexpected bonus, here's a hangover cure for all those New Year's Eve celebrations. Try drinking a glass of water before bed, and then another one when you wake up. This can help to rehydrate your body and flush out the toxins that cause the symptoms of a hangover. Additionally, eating a small meal before bed, such as toast or crackers, can help to absorb the alcohol and prevent your blood sugar from dropping too low now I did not fact check this uh, <laughs> but this is this is just what the uh, the AI generated as a, a delightful uh may, maybe this is a hope and dream uh, at the end I well. think,
1: I think dream summed up as Don't dream too
2: <laughs> yes I, I think there's only one way to fact check this Kote. I think <laughs> immediately after this recording, we should all go and get a bottle of hard liquor. Uh And hit it real hard and then try some toast and crackers, a glass of water and a snooze and see what happens.
0: (laughs) Some toast and crackers. Oh, man. (laughs) Uh, Well,
2: (laughs) last one to sober up is the loser. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> yeah how are you
1: managing that observability there Ben? what what metrics are we using to check hangover strength
2: or... <laughs> i think we, i think we'll do what what uh what u.s cops do make you walk outside in a straight line and then touching your nose and all that sort of stuff you know closing your eyes and trying to grab something all that kind yeah. of thing That's yeah a, I, I
1: podcast. we all get drunk then do a podcast allegedly having had de- degrees <laughs> of crackers and water and they, the voters the the viewers can decide who is the most sober
0: Maybe that I wouldn't be able to do this, but maybe for the more technical listeners, uh, the 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 uh, the, de- the the drunk test is to see if you can, from scratch, deploy an application to Kubernetes, and uh, if you can successfully do it, maybe you're not inebriated. Now, if you can <laughs> successfully do it and you are inebriated, usability is high. Uh, they've they've done a great job uh, on on that there.
2: Well, you know, not too. Uh... Not mm. to brag too much, but if we're allowed to use the Tanzu application platform, I'm pretty sure I could do that.
0: <laughs> that's right. The, 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 the Tanzu application platform is like, instead of driving your car home, you just, uh, you, you take the, the tube or the bus or, you know, whatever Uber, public transportation
1: yeah. you, you yeah. have available. And the alcoholic platform. And that is not an official marketing name. <laughs>
0: no, no. take, a, take a <laughs> Oh, that's the good. Yeah. Cab. Yeah. Well, well, speaking of that. Uh, I think, I think this will be the, uh, I, I don't think I'll come up with any bonus episodes to sneak into the feed, but this will be the last episode for the year. I think it's been, it's been great. You two do kind of rebooting this uh, podcast. Finally, it's fun. I think, I think I am now the disorganized one who scrambles and does things at the last minute has to reschedule. You two are very reliable and professional about it. And, uh, which is what, what I always treasure in a podcast host. So I, I appreciate the work, uh, in, in rebooting it here and uh we'll we'll be back next year with more uh news on more or less a weekly basis and uh like i was saying kind of interviews in the overall cloud native space and things like that and uh you know hopefully all y'all listeners will have and and people who view it will have a nice uh rest of the end of the year a good relaxing time what i like about this time of year not to be all boasty or or whatever but like this i feel like is the one time of year where you can be guilt-free about goofing off, you don't really have anything in the back of your head of like, even though this is this is the sanctioned, uh, I deserve it time where I have vacation. No one else is thinking about work, so I don't really need to either. There's uh, every everyone can just take a break, which is uh, relaxing. Of course, those of us who are parents, we still have that to put up with, but you know, at, at least at least we don't have to uh, worry about the the work area. So uh, yeah, have a good time. And if you want to get the show notes for this, you can go to tanzutalk.com and you should subscribe to it. And, uh, you know, the great thing, if, if, if you're, by, if you, uh, if you're of, of the cultures that gift things to people during this time, uh, before you gift it to them or after, you should get their device and subscribe it to this podcast. Uh, whether they listen to it or not is inconsequential to the gift you will be giving us of driving more downloads and you could also whenever you're sending out your your automated gift things tell them oh and by the way you should subscribe to the Tanzu talk podcast uh it'll be delightful uh that's the gift you can give to people that we gift to you for gifting and with that we'll see everyone next year bye bye
2: Bye, bye